I'll start. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 23 of Comedy Guy with Lewis Zezarin. And here I am. I've got my man. We are going to talk all about being a DJ. Philip Nikolaev. Yo, man. DJ Feel Good. Hello, hello, hello. Good, man. I'm really happy you could come in here and talk. Thank you. No props, man. Because um, hey, I've known you for a bunch of years now and you're a great DJ. Aww. I think well regarded Thank you. on Thank the you. scene. <laughs> Doing really good. Um, I guess mostly I've known you as you were opening for Sander a whole bunch of times as well. Yeah, yeah, we know we known each other with Sander uh, a long time, a yeah. long time from Tartu, yeah. And uh, so uh, what I'm going to talk to you today about is like just what it's like. So the idea of this podcast is I know about how to manage comedians, or so I imagine, or so I like think. Probably not, but yeah, all right. Yeah, you do, you do, you do. A little bit, once bit or pieces. <laughs> but I want to then talk to other people about what it's like to be in other artistic forms mm-hmm. so i want to talk to you about what it's like being a dj in estonia how i don't know just like people don't know like maybe if you're a young dj and you're trying to start get going what might be some realistic things as well like hope i will remember man it's, it's been a long time oh it's he's up the time. tree so far <laughs> he's really this guy <laughs> so um but anyway start just by telling us what do you do right now what like day to day what does dj feel good do did you feel good uh well i still dj mm-hmm. it's actually i had like a month without djing like this last month mm-hmm. so i had like uh, maybe uh a gig like in beginning of may then i had like a little hiatus why was that why did you have time off well, i went to georgia and just chilled for a second and uh, plus a lot of stuff going on with the band gramophone as well right now so just like uh Put, put the brakes for a second but it was just only a month that i could be without like i'm an addict yeah, yeah. to djing man i need it yeah, basically yeah. it's just it just gets you so be careful young young djs <laughs> it's the same with stand-up bro like stand-up comedians can't go three days and, and I just i had like the best week ever like last week i played three three shows mm. and it was just like the best week ever what three shows were they? Were they clubs or some sort of outdoor yeah, thing? Yeah, clubs, or? clubs. Yeah, nice. uh, Tartu, Tallinn and Pärnu, actually. All three cities that, that I love to play at. Yeah, right. Basically, it was just perfect. Just, uh, just, yeah. Having a good time. Okay, so you, you're working on, you're still doing sets in clubs, grinding it out, doing the thing. I mean, that would be like stand-up comedy. We love going to the comedy club, doing a set. We always want to do that. Exactly. But tell me about, I don't, I, I've heard of Gramophone a bit, but I, I didn't really know, I don't know nothing, right? Where does it fit in? What, it's a, a band? What's going yeah, on with it Gramophone? Started, it started like uh, three DJs, me, uh, DJ Mudo and DJ Yaniago, just like uh, going to the studio and doing some edits and remixes. Mm. And uh, then was like, it just like really, really logically uh, morphed into a into a band when we uh, met with Krista Laslight, okay, yeah, singer. Yeah, yeah. So when she just came to the studio and we just played played her some beats and she it's just so chill to hang with her and she's just like one of the one of the guys. <laughs> she was like second like that. She was she was there. So it's like all right, this is a band now. Right. And now in the same studio we got a lot of other musicians. So it's like um, we're like squatting basically an old old building when there's like uh, from seven eight different studios different bands. So it's it's just a perfect place to make music. So we just like open the door. Does somebody know how to play guitar? Raul Oyama coming. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's like Mr. Awards, Raul Oyama, if you know him. No, I don't know. Miller did the band. Okay, yeah, nice. Like written all all sorts of good stuff. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm there. Does somebody know how to play bass? And uh, Kostya Cibulevsky, the guy who plays at uh, Wyko Eplik and and his band Levski. He's like, yeah, yeah, I can sing as well. 
So it's fantastic. Just, it's tremendous. Like, it's all a band now. Basically. So you're writing some music and you're going, oh, we need a guitar bit. We need a bass in here exactly, or something exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. And why would you, in that instance, it just sounds cool, like you wouldn't just take a sample or something like that. You're like, no, I really want that real sound on this song. Uh, that's, I think that's the thing that's unified us, uh, us three DJs as well. The, like the taste of music that we love, the realness of it. Mm. You know, we sample a lot of stuff of as course. well. Of, then, but... Uh, I think it's it talks about much about our history as well because we've all been in bands before. Like Martin, he's like done not on seventy bands before that. I mm. had I had like three four bands in Tartu when I was before DJing. I was playing bass like in death metal bands. And oh stuff. sweet! Like, yeah. Oh really? Death metal? Yeah, oh yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. bro! Black T-shirt and everything. Yeah. Black Sabbath T-shirt. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just much more fun to like record the real guitar and the real bass and uh, mm. just jamming, you know. Oh, are you guys and and what work with gramophone? Then you're you're doing live. I see you around. Are you doing a bunch yeah, of live yeah. stuff as well? Do you this day and age? This is very interesting. Then so you're getting together. You're you're an ensemble. You're doing some good shit. Do you still work towards doing an album? Is that what the thing is now? Still? Uh, yeah, I know. I know where you're going with. Oh, this. What's what's the thing? How do you release and package together music now? We just released an EP. Okay. Like four songs mm-hmm. because we had like released a single before and uh it was just like too little you know it was like all this promotion just for one song mm-hmm. it was just and ju- you could see those people like just wanting more as well and you didn't have any more out at that stage we don't we didn't we didn't have any more okay, we yeah. basically toured the whole year with one song <laughs> okay <laughs> we had like a lot lot more songs but only one song out so basically <laughs> all right some remixes and uh, mashups that we still do live as well hmm. uh but uh, yeah so we just wanted like uh, to give a bit more and you can see right now, like uh, now after the EP released, you can see people singing the lyrics and stuff. And they're like, oh, shit, I know this song. You know? It's tremendous. So it's, uh, I think EPs is like the maximum for, for, for right now for us. I think mm. we're just thinking about like next one to do it like in October, November or some, somewhere. How long like is the EP or how many tracks? Uh, it's maximum five. Mm-hmm. So LP is like five plus. And so we just, we, our EP was four songs. Nice. And how do you distribute that? How can people get that EP? Uh, digitally. Okay. Right now we're doing just digital stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're actually, our, our thing is because uh, Tauri Birken, DJ Vazar, an old friend of mine, he just did a perfect artwork for it. So when we saw it, we're like, all right, we need this on vinyl. Because <laughs> no you, know, you, you, just, you just love those yeah, uh, those artworks. Like in the vinyls, that's like 50% why I buy vinyls. It's just, oh shit, that mm-hmm. looks really nice. I need that at, at my house. So... We're thinking of doing like uh, when we release the second EP, we're gonna release them all together on one album. Fuck so yeah. one vinyl, two EPs, basically. And That's how do idea. you when you distribute digitally? Where do you put it? Where is it for sale, for example? Uh, ev- everywhere, basically. Amazon, uh, I, Apple, okay. Apple Music. Okay. Uh, mostly in Estonia, people don't buy actually right. stream streaming. So sure. Spotify, Spotify is like. And you're one. on that. So is it yeah, both? Because yeah. I remember when we. I have a little bit of experience with this because we put Ardol's first audio stand-up album uh, to streaming services, but like so there was there's streaming services, so like but that's Apple Music, and then there's the iTunes Store where you exactly. can buy a copy. So you put it on both of those. Uh, yeah, or bas- basically only- there's like a program you just like upload it and then it uploads it everywhere. Right. Okay. Because you can buy it from uh, Apple Music, you can buy it from uh, Google Play. That's mm-hmm. Uh, a tip for DJs actually always buy it from Google Play because the, it's better sound quality 
iTunes is 256. So okay, it's, yeah. it's shittier. Mm. And they don't let you to re-download it. So you buy it once, mm. you lose your computer or something, it's gone. Oh, you don't shit. have it anymore. But there's a difference because that's the buying, not the streaming, exactly, right? Exactly. Okay, but I can do both. I could go to Spotify and stream yours or if I really like it, yeah, of course. I could buy it, download it, yeah, keep yeah, it locally. Yeah. But I think only DJs are the ones who are buying it right now. Okay. Because nobody else, basically there's internet everywhere mm. and you can like go offline mode with Spotify and everything. So buying is like, uh, even buying digitally is already, it's an old, old I new think so too. Thing. I have that Apple Music subscription. I'm like, why yeah. would I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I exactly. Can, why would I do that? It's like, it's only for DJs. So basically I buy a lot of music still. <laughs> it's like, just I have to. But it, that's going to change, I think, in a sec as well. I just updated my Serato, the DVS I'm playing with. Okay, yep, yep. And uh, now it has a function. You can buy like from Tidal, Jay-Z's uh, streaming service, mm. and SoundCloud. You can buy uh, like the streaming rights. So you can play, uh, you can already DJ while streaming songs. No shit. And there's al already like Spotify doing the same thing. Okay. Like and it's licensed for that. So you're yeah, paying a bit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. There, so yeah. basically in, I think like in 10, 15 years, every DJ is going to have every song basically. Sure. So you know, you won't going to have an excuse if, if, if anybody comes in like, uh, yo, my, my girl has a, like a birthday. Can you play a birthday song? <laughs> it's like, you always go like, fuck off, man. Yeah, of course. No, that's no, the excuse. No, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but. But you got Spotify, man. There's like every everything's there, so we're running out of excuses. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. That it's on the the streaming services now, and yeah, I, I I've had experience with that as well. We put Ardors one up to some service, and for a certain amount of money, like it's not like we're getting a lot of streams of that. But also, I noticed I it seems to be that as well in Estonia, Spotify is abnormally larger. Like yeah. in the video world, YouTube is the big daddy. Um, but then there's a little bit of Vimeo somewhere. And then in Estonia, like this second, like Spotify and the rest of the world is almost a second or third player, really. Um, I'm, I can't even comment on that. What's, okay. what's the number one? Do you think yeah, Apple, Apple, Apple and Google? Apple and Google all right, all would right. be number one. But yes, I think in the rest of the world, Spotify is a bit like, yeah, it's nice. Meh. But it seems to be quite prominent here. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know. Good promotion, I think, from yeah. Spotify then. Mm. If they really got hooked people on that. Because that's also one of the reasons why uh, Tusi Soya podcast took off originally. That Ari got it very early. He might it might have even been the first mm. to be podcast on Spotify in Estonia. All right. And now anyone can do it. All of the podcasts are on there. But uh, because Spotify was abnormally popular in Estonia, and uh, he got them onto right. that as or they might have reached out to him to some sort of arrangement. Um, that definitely propelled it forward a little bit. Another tip for uh, young artists: there we go. All, always, always look for new, new stuff. Like uh, when, like some new Facebook coming or some new mm. Instagram coming or some new Spotify coming, be the first there. So just that's it. Always, um, because I guess with the, all the different services, it doesn't matter. Like you're trying to put your song everywhere. Like there's no risk to you to just put it on every goddamn service you can find, is there? No, no, no. no. The more, the more, the merrier. That's that's why I love. It's, it's sad to see like the CDs and the albums and vinyls go out of like um, out of fashion, say, and like people listening to music differently nowadays. But it's in the in other in other sense, it's like it's amazing. I was just looking at our stats in Spotify. Mm. Who's playing? We're like, oh, Mexico loves us. Like, <laughs> like what? Like, <laughs> I you, love you, it. You couldn't get it like before hey, that. Senor, that's, that's, yeah, exactly. this music it comes from Estonia. <laughs> <laughs> So interesting, man. Um, 
Have you heard now that you you guys have put this EP out and you've got your, your sort of that first song that was quite popular in the EP? Are you now hearing other DJs take that and remix that? And is that like is that the cycle of music? How it becomes and others will then take yours and, and sample and so forth. Uh, well, we've been uh, I've been like um, if you're talking about the gramophone music, yeah, the gramophone music, sorry, gramophone yes. music. Uh, then uh, we've been like because I have a lot of friends DJs who produce as well. Mm. Uh, I've been just like sending them stems of the songs, mm. like like freely sending them. What's a stem? What do you mean by stem? Uh, well, basically drums, guitars, everything like in apart. Oh, it's okay, a right. It's yep. a stem basically. We're sending them samples basically. The whole song is just going remix that, please. Mm. So I just like I got like uh, some people here right now working on some uh, cool remixes i hope okay. that we're gonna release that that as well because so. that's what you want i guess because that's then getting your work out even more yeah yeah of course of course of course and mm. uh, it's just awesome when uh like djs come to you and like oh shit i love this song can you please send me send me those this tune i want to remix it so it's like oh it's like the best compliment you can get hell yeah and uh well it's it's perfect because uh, we all already got like a remix from paul loya and one drum and bass dj audioholic and our music is like uh, like a bit funky, but it's still indie, so it's not really club music. Mm. But it's perfect when like Paoloya did the remix, like a trap remix, so it now we can play it at a club studio, nice. no problem. So it's yeah. like the music is on different levels. And this other drum and bass DJ, because of him, we're big in Me- Mexico actually. I think drum and bass is big there. Okay. So because of him, now drum and bass parties can play our song as well. So it's. It's all connected, basically. Super interesting. And it, it took another, a whole separate artist, a whole separate DJ yeah, to then do it in a different way. And exactly, you're like, fuck, I want to play that. That's exactly. I want to play my song in that different exactly, way. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I love that collaborative nature of, of music, that the way that someone can take it and rechange it, because that's something that, like we, we don't do that in stand-up. We kind of don't have that concept. Our joke is ours. Yeah, you, you know, kind of hate, you know. hate uh, the other guy who like... Yeah, you don't remix, stuff, you yeah, don't yeah. steal. You, like maybe you take but an idea. That's, that's the same thing in DJ world as well, actually. Because we don't really like, there's some like routines we do. There's some in some songs, and mm-hmm. you can sometimes like hear the DJ doing the same same routine. Um, like you motherfucker, you stole it. From so me. the pattern can of I, the, the can sc- I curse here? Absolutely, fuck, fuck yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, 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 whatever you want. You can drop your pants. <laughs> you fucking I'm good. I'm good. smoke here if you want. Hopefully not something too illegal. Whatever you <laughs> like, we don't care. All right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, right. So that when you say the things, that's what like the pattern of mixing or the moment that you mix the two tracks yeah, together exactly. or some sort of pattern it's, in that way it, it, it has happened it's like it's really uh like when when all working djs they usually see each other after the set so it's it's like rare you can hear somebody else play like here locally mm-hmm. but sometimes when when you do it, 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 it happens to be sometimes a couple of times you know who you are you motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> so that happens in stand-up and it can happen also inadvertently maybe as well like we do it in stand-up like you tell a bit and you're like oh, i don't really know like you just listen to so much stand-up you don't understand that you took a line you yeah, think yeah, that it's sure. yours but you don't understand that actually you heard it of like course, of course. a year ago and I, someone I said bet, i bet i've done it as well sure I bet I've done it as well. It, yeah it's uh i've been uh i've started noticing it in stand-up as well like I think like people are running out of themes to talk about. Mm-hmm. Maybe not running out, but uh, just some some really good themes to talk about. So, like, I, I there's have only so many base human topics. Sure, exactly, men and exactly. women, and you know, I, job. Yeah. Even like the A class guys, I have heard like Dave Chappelle doing like uh, a joke of like, dude, I have heard this joke before somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so I guess it's same with music as well. That's riffs that are like. Mm. Uh, 
it's just so just just so many like uh, notes on the guitar that you can like uh, put a b c or a c b or like you know yeah so it's bound to happen I, i'm guessing right and i guess then well with stand-up it's the theory is that if it's identified then you should be humble enough to go like cool i'm dropping the line like whatever i've got a big set it doesn't matter anyone bit or line shouldn't really matter to me like sometimes okay you're a bit more tired and you like mm. that joke or something like that or for whatever reason but the theory is that as soon as you're told you should be like yeah cool great i don't need to use that all right that all right. line anymore yep 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 can okay. relate to that can relate to that i didn't want to play those songs anymore when i heard him playing it's like you did it much more shitty than <laughs> i did yeah, yeah that could be another you, ru one. you ruined it for me man. yeah maybe if it's your shit you're still yeah, yeah. like nah fuck it nah nah if someone else is doing it i'm 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 confident enough myself as an artist that i'm just gonna go make some new stuff it's fine cool exactly. it's it, that's the whole point like you have to create new stuff and think of new stuff i think so maybe maybe it's even good that they're hmm. maybe looking up to you and something something like that maybe, maybe. it can maybe. also be that uh Maybe I stole it from them, actually. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe as well, maybe they don't even understand the protocols around listening and reuse and what is copying and what is influence. Like, people sometimes just come to stand up and they're like, yeah, I, I, I heard someone else say it. I'm saying it now. What? What's the problem? What? And they just genuinely don't know that that's not the done thing in mm -hmm, this community. Mm -hmm, so, maybe that can happen with younger DJs. And the problem would be then if it's a, you know, someone who knows what the fuck they should be doing. And then still does it then this is a problem yeah, yeah it's always good to have some uh, older mentors mm -hmm. and friends you know uh, who can like uh, tell you that yeah. basically well that's why you're so, here so yeah, we can hello. impart some of this goddamn <laughs> knowledge now let's get a little bit more basic in djing and shit right so you are dj feel good you're a dj we need a dj, DJ quick he's a dj good. and he does dj things right <laughs> but dj is super broad thing that could mean so many different things. So if I think to myself, when I think people who are called DJ, right? Just real flat, right? People who could be called DJ are the guy who works at the radio station. Technically, he's called- Guy named Damien Jr. or something like that. <laughs> Damien Jr., he's there. The guy that works at the radio is called DJ. DJ. The guy that plays some tracks at someone's wedding is called DJ. Then someone who maybe takes two tracks and then mixes and combines them together is called DJ. Mm -hmm. The guy who plays some songs at the club could be DJ at varying levels. Or then also the guy who puts some new beats together, comes up with something kind of a bit new, has their own extra level of creative input is also DJ, maybe that's edging on producer. Producer, yeah. Oh, that's, that's okay. A, that's, yep. that's a edging on producer already, yeah. But yeah, disc jokey is what it means, basically DJ. Yeah? Disc jockey, yeah. yeah. Yeah, disc jockey. So yeah, in, in my opinion, it's always been like this guy who can like make a party party happen, basically. Like the yeah. guy, the guy who who has like good musical tastes and got, just goes like, all right, this this party needs this this song, you know, this let's 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 fucking party, man. Yeah. That's basically been a DJ, yeah. But yeah, of course the. I don't know you and then there's varying levels of that so then there's the guy who just plays the tracks and then there's the guy who may be really great at not only choosing the song that's perfect for the party but then mixing two songs together and then you're like oh this guy has produced a, a 45 minute set which was really nicely mixed together and all the beats fit mm -hmm. and it really there was no weird disjointed tracks together that's like a whole extra level 
just like a better, better that, DJ. A better DJ. Better okay, DJ, sure. bas- basically. But yeah, radio DJs, I, I think we can put them like aside. Because uh, in my, my, my opinion, it's a bit a different breed because mm. it's like selectors. They, they, some of them play, play, they have both. Like they do the radio shows and they do club nights and do whatever. But it's like two different genres, basically. You're like selecting songs and you're playing it from, uh, from uh, zero to the end of the song, right? So, uh, but a DJ is like usually the guy who's in the clubs for me for, sure, for no, yeah, man. that's why for yeah. it's a guy who in, in the in the goes in the clubs he really enjoys the art the artwork of djing okay like going from one song to another song like uh, listen to the key of it like knowing the songs perfectly like you have to know the songs perfectly because how would you mix them how, okay, how would you sure. know where to go to the next song where, where's the bridge when where's the everything mm-hmm. basically so it's just like um, and plus you have to know what works when have to read the crowd you have to like you can't stop you can't like go at the club at 11 o'clock start playing bangers like all the single ladies and stuff like that okay. you can you can't do it just you, well you can't do it but like it doesn't fit the mood yeah so not only do you need to have the right track that comes next but you got to fit the mood as well exactly exactly but it's yeah it's really going uh interesting places like being dj uh like this day because with this new technology it basically everybody can do like mix like mm. two songs like this like auto mix and stuff like this the computer does a little bit for ba- you or basically, most of it for you yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so another tip for young DJs is uh, practice still at home there's, you never know when you're gonna turn up in the club and there's like a pair of old CDJ 200s like where there's nothing just going basically or or, or we, you won't go vinyl but uh, or, practice definitely practice at home just without the all the computer stuff mm. and just try to do it by ear isn't that like a bit like it's c- a bit like cheating to just let the computer mix it because then all you really okay you've got to know the song then still and maybe you've got to know the point in the song when to say hey start the mixing here and all that but is it then it no. takes it takes the fun out of it right from, from yeah it's like uh yeah of course of course like uh I don't know if it's cheating because one of the like um, uh, I can I can imagine that like most of the DJ who are playing big festivals they're usually doing it with automix. Wow, really? Because because or even pre-recorded sets yeah. it might be. I'll like, plug the USB in. Yeah, yeah. because but it's like it's totally understandable because they have like a fucking fifty thousand dollar light shows with them with every song, so mm. they can't screw up. It's like. Uh, and basically you have i don't know hundred thousand people who are like going like that if you screw up it's like oh shit man right. it's not it's not the underground club isn't so. that what you paid the big bucks to do like as an entertainer but they're usually producers so they're usually playing their own songs oh, okay all right so true like, oh okay yeah, yeah so they're actually paid for making music gotcha and stuff like, so stuff. you're not just but, playing someone but else's there's, songs there's still yeah. some like really guru guys like a track and guys like like really who grew up on like hip-hop and uh, scratching and everything and turntablism basically mm. they're the ones who do it properly basically and respect oh yeah in that case then okay because what i'm thinking about keeping that el- that element of showmanship in it as well so okay so maybe your full set is done but you are more of a producer so there's original stuff in there as well you haven't just taken someone else's songs auto mix them on your laptop at home yeah plug the usb in at the festival and then you wouldn't get there really at that stage if you weren't popular 
then by exactly. that stage, if yeah, you weren't popular, you weren't popular already. It's, so it's yeah. like it's it's also gone to a popularity contest nowadays mm. because well, so is entertainment, and that's inherently yeah, entertainment yeah, industry yeah, is basically, basically, a little bit like yeah, that. Yeah. You can just see those uh, some young DJs coming in and uh, basically, but they have like they have so many friends. Mm. so that, that just the party works and when the party works then there's no problem basically if every if the party's bumping then there's like you can't really say anything like oh, good job man you would good need job. to have a plan for that though because you can only have your friends there so often maybe they're the fire starters maybe your friends yeah, come course, a little course, bit often course. and a couple of times but after a while they're the perfect gotta... seed at, at the first party basically sure. like when you when you're done practicing at home, when you done practicing at home, then you, sorry, when you're done practicing at home, mm. uh, basically invite. What's next? Yeah, yeah okay. invite, you invite you your friends over, have like a party with them, mm-hmm. and that's how you get your own party. I think. Oh yeah. That's an, that's another. How you learn to do that? That uh, art form, that that master of that. I think one of the essential things of like being a dj it's not compulsory but i think it's really good to have your own own party where you can invite other djs who will in the future invite you to other places mm. to go to so it's like a, a startup basically sure. so i think you, you're gonna need you need you're gonna need your friends when you're, you're doing this yeah okay that to have your own party means that you get a chance to do it your way create your experience too and maybe it's at your house or whatever a small local place or something like that something that you yeah. do and a whole bunch of friends come along you little, get that experience little, little bar somewhere okay i can imagine that's a little bit like when uh young comedians make their own little open mic show in some bar or something like that um, certainly, the favors get paid forward. Yeah, yeah. You got to practice on your friends first before you gotta go to the big stages, right? Yeah. Well, in the little bit of the difficulty with stand up is that uh, you need some sort of genuine crowd. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I Are really g- honest friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be the tough one. That's where stand up might just differ slightly. That I probably shouldn't get the local cafe and they get only get my friends. That's just. Yeah, it's a little bit too much cheating in stand-up where I can yeah, see that true. that works with the DJ. That's a cool thing. My friends are coming along having a party. But if those friends are laughing a bit too easily, it's yeah, yeah, not... Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, but I can see that if you need a very easy entry point. I mean, we used to do it back in the day, back in uh, Club Privé when we had those original stand-up comedy with Lewis and Eric in Club Privé. What year and, was that? Oh, shit, bro. 2010 it was early on it was the first shows were in drink bar and then we were standing on the coffee table doing a drink bar and then eventually we convinced kuno and nr to let us come in and do it it was the only place that would let us do it i even heard them from tartsu like i heard about about the drink bar coffee table stuff yeah like you were you were getting really big like uh at that time ah cool And and I remember that we had those first shows because part one thing we didn't realize back then was the how important the venue is and the setting of the venue does determine the who will come and determine their mood somewhat slightly. Definitely. And I think what we didn't know, we didn't realize in the beginning that because Privé, especially back then, this is what so this is nine plus years ago now, Mm -hmm. uh, Privé was more relevant then. Uh, personal opinion. It's not very relevant right now, but just a personal opinion. Truth. <laughs> Church. Um, and so, but the people, that meant that a certain type of people, even if it was just a comedy night, 
still a certain type of person tended to come to Privé. They were dressing up nice. Also, because back in the day, uh, Estonians didn't quite get what stand-up was. Mm -hmm. They thought it was a bit mm -hmm. closer to theatre. So, they were dressing up like they were going to the theatre. No so, we've got a little bit... And we can still see it. When we do a small town, uh, we will see... Like, we know that it's the first-timers when you get all the people dressed up very nicely to come to the show. And we've had... It was. It's nice when people dress up. Like no, it's that. nice, but we've had like two successive gigs. I think it was at Pardon Concert Maya, where the first one was like pretty much sold out, but there was a lot of people dressed really nicely in the Sunday best, the suits, the formal outfits. Mm -hmm. And then six months later, we did it again with a different show, and there was lower audience, but they were all cool young people. Hardly anyone was in a suit. There was no people on their Sunday best, and we prefer that. I'd rather... I mean, right, it's cool right. that all the people come. Don't get me wrong, right? But I'd still prefer that, like, that was like, this is our audience. And it doesn't matter that it's only 80% full because yeah, yeah, now yeah. we've got just our people because that's... Especially growing a... Well, I'd love to sell more all the tickets and I don't mind who listens. They're the true core fans who are really going to go crazy about us and talk about us and yeah, yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, their yeah, friends and all that shit. So, Club Privé, yeah. Um, How did you do it back there? Like, you have, like, seats or, like, yeah, people standing we, up? Yeah, we brought in the seats. Oh, really? So, they brought in the seats Holy and we were standing on the stage. That, big with those, dots. those stairs? Yeah, yeah, seats. thankfully I didn't have to do that. Yeah, there was some poor, poor fucking delivery guy <laughs> had to do that. <laughs> all right. And uh, I remember that because of the combination of that, of it was new to Estonians, okay, Estonians being Estonians and being a bit, <laughs> you know, difficult to come out of the shell... Um, them being a bit more formal and a bit more formal in Club Privé, it was hard to get them to laugh at the start because they hadn't got how this thing works yet. Yeah, I think the club was like uh, smelling of sweat and oh, everything. Oh my God, that, that smell. And then they would only fucking offer like six euro Carlsberg beers and it wasn't a good match in the end. We understood after a while, like appreciate that uh, NR gave us the shot and that was cool. But in the end, it wasn't that venue we understood wasn't a good match for us. And yeah, we had to insert our friends. We understood after a while, we got like probably 10 of our friends through that audience and that was enough to start the fire. We didn't start the fire. Like it was... That, and that got the laughter going. Yeah, course, so yeah, we did the same thing. We inserted our friends to... Yeah, that's that's how you start up basically. Mm. Uh, that's that's my that's my pro tip for young DJs as well. Practice at home and then do a party for your friends. And it's when they won't come, then find something else to do. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> come to my fucking party. I'll put pizza on and everything. <laughs> okay, focus. <laughs> right. Okay. So, you, you, you started that and then... Uh, uh, right. So, should... Is that, do you have to make it... Okay, sorry. Yeah, have you done comedy in uh, Ilagard? In uh, Tartu, you know? The yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. If we ever... Because that's a perfect seller for like... Uh, it has this like... I don't know how it is right now. Mm. But uh, oh, no, it was like a segue for me because no, no, no. Uh, my first gig was there. Oh, shit. So, I just remember that because mm. uh, it's. A, I think it's a perfect place with that, you know, uh, brick uh, brick walls and stuff like that. It's like a comedy seller. It basically. is. Um, if... I'm trying to think if we did back in the day, maybe it was one open mic. I can't quite remember, but it was never regular if we had mm. something there. But I was always a bit hesitant about Illegard exactly because of that brick wall in the middle in the that middle, it divides yeah, yeah. the room where yeah, maybe yeah, not yeah, such of a problem for you. You put another speaker in there, we're dancing. I mean, they want right, to see you. Dance, dance room in the one and the chill sure. room in the other. So maybe yeah, suits yeah. your style a bit yeah, more. Yeah. For, I was always no, I, concerned I haven't, haven't been there for 10 years, about that big either. brick thing. Anytime you yeah. separate the room, uh, people can't help but talk. They're in a separate part. Of course. Sometimes it can work. It worked 
really well at the old Perning uh, out there next to the university, yeah, Tug Tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's closed down now, Perning. No way. Yeah, fair, um, fair enough. Those guys kept it going for quite some time. So they finished school and they're like... <laughs> or yeah, I, look, I don't know. I students were doing that. can right? only... No, they're pretty professional. Um, I can only imagine it was just hard to keep a large venue going like that there. In also, the maybe the... Um, yeah, yeah. Also, maybe the summers, they closed significantly during the summer. Mm. And I remember they only opened for us. It was very nice of them. Mm. And we could pack the room, but that was like one night out of two months or something. Yeah, so, yeah, you got yeah. two months of rent, all those expenses that's not going. So, maybe it was that. But those guys are now doing, uh, they closed down that. They've got a cafe on campus called Nohik, where we do an open mic in there. Right. And now also, those guys are working out at Copley. There's like the new Teleskivi yeah, yeah, yeah. going on out there. And it's like as Teleskivi was 10 or more years ago, an old industrial estate. And uh, apparently it's done by the same owner or manager or whoever who originally started Teleskivi oh, right. and also had a hand in Apparatikaskus. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's the same owner. That guy. Yeah. yeah. So he's involved in that. And um, the hipster, guys... Hipster Monopoly. Oh, unbelievable Hipster Monopoly. <laughs> and they've got out there a cafe. They've already done the cafe in a very hip retro thing. Uh, it's called uh, Bohik. 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 Nohik and Bohik. Bohik and Bohik, yeah. Oh, and they've right, got an outside. Right. It's open right now. Right. And we're doing, open, right. yeah, open, we're doing open mic for the first time there in a couple of weeks. Oh, nice. The Copley open mic. Can you That's imagine? Nice. I just rode, rode around there on, a, on my bicycle. God like, damn, dude. Uh, it's like you're going to get chased or something by some drunk guys, right? All right, all right. I didn't go that far, all right? <laughs> but, uh, like the oldest places, there's no blister and stuff. But like, uh, damn, it's good to be in Tallinn right now. It's just mm. like it's good weather. When it's good weather and it's like, I was like, oh, shit, this looks like. Copenhagen or some Amsterdam and then I saw like oh shit there's like a sativa store mm. you can buy some like the CBD that we were talking before yeah that's you don't have to go anywhere anymore basically <laughs> that's actually opening uh, on this when when does this air uh soon as possible as soon as I put it up next couple of days all right so Saturday the sativa store they're opening here in Baltiam as well oh yeah but they've got that um I bought some the other day from there at the, they got the the container yeah there no, in the car park. It's turning to a coffee shop basically oh. so you can smoke it there like a terrace and everything oh yes finally oh. It's, it's happening so if you guys haven't <laughs> heard of this so the idea is that the the CBD has been illegal legal legal in Estonia for a while and CBD is marijuana without the THC. It's mm -hmm. the psychoactive bit. It's bred out or they've done something to it. So, and I think the law technically says as long as it's below 0.3% THC. 0.2. 0.2. And it's supposed to, it doesn't get you high like marijuana does, but mm -hmm. it's got some of the calming effects and it's talked a lot about. There's a lot of, uh, can help with a lot of different ailments. People yeah, take it for anxiety. It still and has things. the medical features of marijuana, but without being it like a drug, yeah. basically, without fucking you up. I like it. I'm a huge fan that it's there. I ju I've just tried it. I, I fell asleep with the amnesia haze, <sighs> actually. So it's, it works. It works, actually, <laughs> people. Because I'm now, as I was saying before, I am now. 25 days without marijuana. I have not smoked in 25 you days. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I want a cookie, bro. <laughs> oh. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty but good. Are you eating less as well? Yeah, yeah, okay. There, there's a balance there for sure. When you're high, you can't help. I was solving this problem by just not having food at home. I would sit at home and get high 
and just simply Holy have no that's options torture, to man. eat. <laughs> so nothing. So now I can actually, I'm putting food in my fridge. I can all think right. about a day ahead in the all future, right, maybe. Right, right, right. I'm getting a little bit more. Head is clear, man. Head is clear. I'm thinking right, clearer. I'm right. feeling better. But I have been smoking CBD to help with the physical. Like sometimes you're sitting at home, you're like, oh, fuck. Plus the habit stuff, right? Yes, the habit, like that, that part. Yeah. And uh, a little bit does, especially I'm past it now, but at first the sleep is really bad. Mm. Um, when, I have a, when you have a heavy weed habit and then you get off it, it takes you a while. The dreams course, get yeah. really harsh. Mm. Like the very, I don't know if I have a better word for it. They're very hard. They're very intense. Not a nightmare. It's not scary you like a nightmare. You just remember stuff. Maybe it's coming back. So, yeah. uh, I think I'm through that. Now that I'm more than three weeks away, I'm sleeping better again. But it was helping me with that sleep at the beginning as well to smoke a little CBD before hmm. bed. For me, it was I, I turned to cigarettes actually uh, okay. because it was like I don't know 2010 that I 2011 that I like stopped like doing it like every day basically. Mm. So for me, it was just like going to cigarettes and they just like made it into a habit just like because I needed the habit of just like uh, having like a yeah sure that physical like thing yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So that comfort cigarettes basically okay are you still a smoker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I think we traveled far from our topics. Oh, it's good, man. It's good. We could talk about different stuff. So, okay. So, if you're young... Uh, uh, okay. So, let's say let, let's say you're, you're at home. You're a young person. You're mixing some songs. Um, oh, here's, that's what I wanted to know. When you're... You said you've got to know your music and you need to know your songs and you really need to know... You know, because you said, I need to know at this point is a good time to mix. And maybe you know some information about the speed or the beats or something like, do you write that shit down? Do you have like a little notebook? Like Mm, this song and that song and these beats? No, no, no. no, no. It's mostly like, uh, well, most of the songs you basically can, uh, you basically know where it's where it's going so we listen to it like a couple of times you basically all right you basically remember like okay this bridge mm-hmm. or this this you just i don't it's i think it's the only thing that i remember because i'm really bad with names and stuff like that to remember stuff but like uh remember like the the musical notes and where it, where it goes just like i remember in music but it really helps if of course if you don't know you can still play and you know like playing house music it's uh, you have like uh two two minutes of intros and two minutes of outros so it's like easier to do it but mm. like with uh basically yeah basically you have like um uh what you call them uh god damn it brain no work <laughs> uh, uh got a muster muster in uh in english okay it's uh well basically you have like uh the intro, the verse, the a bridge, uh, the no verse, chorus, the chorus. You have all those things, mm-hmm. but in uh, in the di- in different types of uh, styles, they usually uh, they're the same. Like you know, they have like the build up of the song of the pop song. Oh, okay, usually, the usually same usually structure the same, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you can pick it. You start to like yeah, to you, pick. Yeah, you, so it's uh, there's there's like a system to it basically. That might be the same way that because I've listened to so much Estonian stand up comedy. Hmm. And basically not understanding it. If it's new and in Estonian, if I've heard it in English, I can pick it in Estonian and I can follow along. But if it's like a totally new bit, I generally can't decipher it and translate it on the fly myself. But I can tell you when they're about to hit a punchline. 
I can hear the rhythm. I can hear the no, no, no. I can hear them building, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, why wasn't there a punchline there? Sometimes I'm a bit like that bit. Why put a punchline in the middle of that bit? Yeah, there should be. And is it just that there wasn't meant to be, or is this the shitty bit that no one laughed (laughs) at potentially? But yeah, I can hear that rhythm. It by not understanding the words, I've learned so much more about the structure of stand up because now I hear the rhythm, the tone, the pacing. And uh, yeah, I can almost judge a young stand, notwithstanding whether the crowd is laughing or not, of course, right? That's the obvious fucking giveaway. But yeah. I can almost help a young, almost, you know, completely help a young stand up comedian in Estonian at a basic level just from hearing all the other bits. That's really, that's oh, really cool, man. Hours and hours of listening to those fuckers. Oh my God. <laughs> so many. <laughs> So All let's right, say, right. okay, so you want to be a DJ and you, you, you're getting better at mixing, you're learning your songs, you're learning how to do that together, and maybe you put together your own party. How do you get no... Well, what is the next level then? Is it putting together some of your own stuff somehow, but then if you're just mixing, you're only you're not really making a I'm guessing huge or- uh, asking yourself where you want to be with that. I Ooh, think like... Okay. Set, what are the, some of the options then? Setting your goals to be like realistic and just like going going for them. But uh, well, definitely when you start up, just uh, be... Don't be thinking about like the money and stuff. Oh, like for the, sure. The projects, just, just enjoy the music and uh, the jets will come afterwards. <laughs> if, you're really, if, you're, if you're lucky. I get because, that. But uh, I'm guessing... Uh, just building your network, I think, is like the most essential thing. Like for either, I think I'm still like building it. Like I've been doing this for eleven years now, mm-hmm. and uh, it's well not uh, for first. I think, well, let's say first nine years, first ten years, I was just going to the parties, like party after party after party, meeting new people, meeting new people, just mm-hmm. like hand, handshakes there, handshakes there, and. Smoking weed there, drinking here. So it's it's all about like networking and knowing people. Basically, it's uh, I read it uh, one line from uh, from a book about it as well. It's uh, it's like the underground scene is really hard to get into, but if you're not there, you're nowhere. Mm. So basically, it's just communicating with people and just like getting into the crowds, the right like people you want to hang with, to play with. And that's like. Basically, the friends, the friends, the people who are around you, they're going to make you. Basically. That's I, I would even, and to go a step further in explaining that, anytime you want to get in a young artist, whatever it is they're doing, then they want to get into a scene and do that. Um, that scene is already established. There's already a community. Mm-hmm. So you need to first work out what are the rules of the community? What are the standards of behavior? And the way that we act in that community. Meaning, don't roll up and be a fucking dickhead. Don't roll up and like exactly. say you're arrogant exactly. or like sit back, watch, learn. How do the people be interact? Humble. Yeah. Know your place. And it's not just like humble. No, your, uh, humble is. Yeah, sorry. It it's helps, not just yeah. know your place. It's like how do people communicate? How should you put forward your stuff? If you just watch... Watch for a while, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, National Geographic, just behind <laughs> the bushes. <laughs> Look at that tiger going <laughs> in the wild. But uh, yeah, basically, and it's, that's that was my second point mm. where I wanted to get like the being polite and stuff, uh, and just being like, yeah, it's it just really really helps, of course. Just be a good friend. Sure. God damn it, just be. <laughs> Yeah, of course, and uh, you you will see like people responding to that. It's, I don't think it's only in like DJing and comedy. I think Not it's everywhere yeah. or or all over the stuff. So basically, yeah, 
just okay so you're not knowing your place being good uh yeah be a nice person be you know cool to people know your place and i think uh experienced artists know when you're working and know when you're putting in genuine effort because they have put in that genuine effort themselves they've got there so they know what it looks like they know when someone's faking it but then they also know that hey maybe you're not getting very far yet but this person's putting in or like i for example i will support to the end a genuine young stand-up comedian who's not going very far yet but you can see his trying. You can see his uh, love for it and his mm. exactly, exactly his passion for it. That's like, that's uh, that's the like the really important thing, the most important thing to have the passion for it, of course. Sure. Just to have like the passion in the music business, just to have the passion for the, like the songs and digging for new songs and like uh, stuff. I, I can see a lot of DJs that. Uh, all right, not a lot. No. I'll rephrase that. It's just. Uh, a lot of DJs go really into that. Um, again, the barrier of English. Come yeah, on. Yeah, come no, on, man, Phil, you're doing great. Phil, you're doing Phil, great. Phil, we can on. chill. This is a podcast. We don't have to rush. Yeah, you can cut it out. Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no well, editing. No editing. Uh, basically, uh, just uh, when it started going all right, uh, mediocrity. Okay, yeah. Mediocrity. That was the word I was looking for. So when they get a bit somewhere already and they're like uh, bringing in some money mm. so they can uh, like live a bit, they stay in the same basic lane. They're not evolving anymore. You do, like doing it as a, as a job already, doing the corporate like gigs and uh, yeah. doing stuff like that and just getting the money but forgetting about the art and stuff like that. It's like never, never forget. Just try to evolve, do the next things. Try to produce something. Try to like always be moving forward i think and it's a balance as well because certainly you gotta eat you gotta pay that rent mm. and uh i of uh, course we've definitely seen it with the comedy for me a couple of years back yeah getting burnt out from doing those private shows now i had that expert inspiration that i've got to uh, try to support this whole company as well comedy estonia but we can see it like carl certainly experienced the dude loves doing a private show and he's good mm. at it he's mm. good at it like not even like you know, he just rolls up and fucking phones it in. Like, Carl Ilari Varma has a genuine skill at pretty much performing anytime, any place, and doing a good job about it, too. Oh, you know, like, nice. he can... And that's a hugely sellable skill, but that's a... Him and I have both like have a, had that. Like a host, yeah? Yeah, he's basically. a good host, but yeah, just yeah, to... Yeah. He, like, he'll do the taxi drivers, the fucking farmers, any place he is. He will... Some piece of shit, he will get in there and you'll be like... All the rest of us will be like, no way are we taking that job. Fuck that. And Carl will get in there and he'll R- make something really good of it. Real original hustler. Yeah. Carl Marma. But you've got to balance that as well. Like, you've First. still got to be off doing some original work. And I fell into that trap, you know, just doing too many... Yeah, me too, me too. And maybe it's also because at the party, uh, you're doing a very similar playlist, a very similar set... Makes yeah, the in comedy, a, you know, in yeah. a little country as Estonia, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, when you start to repeat yourself, like, and people, it's like, I heard all the jokes, I heard all the songs already, you know, yeah, it's, and also it's, creatively as well, just that you have to play that same party playlist. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. you can mix it up, I guess, different order of the. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit easier, and, and you've got so much music, right? right so, sure. but there's only so much you can f- like. Like if you're doing it like it's like I, I was doing before like four or five weeks a, a 
four or five gigs a week mm. and like company parties or some sort of more private everything everything, okay, everything, yeah. everything basically what everything that went just just needed the cash just to live basically mm. right so and uh yeah there was no room in between of like searching for new music and so you were just so tired after like going like from 11 till 5 alone like behind the decks and like four times a week or five times a week i think i even done like uh seven days a week oh shit but I, that, I was young <laughs> i would say my my advice in those circumstances is You've got to, as a young artist, first of all, we're in a good situation in Estonia that yes, it costs more to live. Yes, all the things are more expensive. But relatively, if you're trying, you can still live pretty cheaply. Like if you're definitely, young, definitely. maybe, yeah, I'm older. You're a little bit old. I'm older than you. Maybe we've, you know, at certain, we've got some sort of expectation of comfort in our lives now. It's with, really hard to go back from to that. go back. But yeah, if yeah. you're young and you're there, fuck it, bro. Eat those noodles. Yeah, exactly. Have that shitty bed. No matter what, like, take advantage of the fact that in Estonia, it's still, if you're trying, you can get away with a little amount of money, whatever. Yeah, definitely, Because yeah. I think the number one thing that I can do to help a stand-up comedian is get them to the level that they don't need a day job. Just whatever that very low threshold is. So some guys, it's like 500 bucks a month. They're like, Lewis, I'm good. I, I live in some place. I don't, lucky I don't have to pay rent. Mm. All I need is 500 and I can live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is the number one thing that I can do to help them. They don't have to worry about a job. That really helps with the art. Some other bullshit. Right. Just focus on their art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that balance between you know making sure that you're still being creative. You said before, I, I asked you... Um, that okay, you 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 young DJ, you're working up to it. You're trying to make some mixes, trying to put some good shit together. And then I said, "What do you do?" And you said, "Well, you got to make your goals. Like what, what could be those goals? Uh, I mean, I don't know. To go to club, clubs, festivals, make your own music. Like, take me through some of those realistic goals that you could have. I'm guessing like uh, there's like if you're like a drum and bass DJ, there's some like really good drum and bass parties like Grind or or format in club studio or uh, tune in or th- there's lo- like a lot of them in different styles different parties i think for like a beginning dj it's really that's one of the goals just to be like a warm-up set like for oh yeah okay because they always want earlier in the night over yep. there or like a club you love basically mm-hmm. just like talk to the club dudes i'm gonna go do it for free can i just w- come warm up and stuff like that mm-hmm. don't start writing me emails now <laughs> but <laughs> no actually write write to me no problem but uh yeah I think that's that's like the number one. Uh, oh, right, all right. It's it's after when you have practiced at home and you have you're solid with that. You have uh, a couple of mixtapes mm-hmm. like yeah, under your belt, like what you can send or you be proud of. Because uh, I can hear when uh, a DJ has like mm-hmm. I, I'm telling him send me a mixtape, and I can hear that he done it like in twenty minutes, just like 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 that really fast you can hear it you can you can you can hear it like uh, how much how much work he put it put into it so like just relax do it do it properly okay. do it so it, don't rush anywhere basically just when I mean, you're gonna get there I this think. makes sense you can just hear it like the same way i can just hear stand up now i can just hear yeah, of course, of course. and you can I, I guess in the same way i'm maybe you can just hear if something's not great if it's really unpolished if it's really a bit rough but you go now nah, there's something there's some little bit that, like, I can hear if a guy's got set up punchline tag tag with their joke structure, even if they're shitty, I'm like, but you get the structure. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm more interested in rather than that you've got the most original crazy idea. Yeah, yeah true, 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 true. Yeah, there's uh, another factor is like uh, the quality, of course, of the music and the, like, 
uh, what kind of music you play uh, in that in that sense and that's like the that's where we come back to the place know your crowd know where you're going to in which club so basically if you like put up a EDM mixtape uh, with like uh, festival bangers and you want to come to play cl at club studio then I know you don't know where you want to be playing at because this is not the place for that mm -hmm. right so basically no that what we talked about before like knowing the crowds just yeah. being like go to the clubs basically i'm hopeful that when a dj wants to play at some club he's been there at least 10 times before makes sense because then you know what works what otherwise works. why the fuck are you being a dj if you're not going to clubs listen to music exactly exactly oh. exactly so yeah okay know the clubs know where that music is played understand what's there so when you talk to that booking manager there whoever's program manager whoever's looking after it you can speak somewhat intelligently exactly about exactly, what yeah. happens that of course club. and, and uh, it's it's really tricky because music is you know it's like the different tastes different people sure. so and i think they've been like uh talking about music like what's good what's bad for like ages like since beethoven mozart they've been talking like i don't like this and i love that but it's just taste basically nothing's good or bad in my opinion I think there's styles as well. Like I try to frame it. Um, I try to frame it also in terms of like with comedy Estonia and the, the groups that we have. I frame it as like, it's not so much are you a good or a bad artist. That's not necessarily for me to judge. I mean, maybe it is, but it's not. It's not for me like to say, oh, your art is bad. What you do is bad. It's just like, I think of it more like what are your values and your goals? That's what I think about with our comedy Estonia crew anyway. Like, why would someone be in the Comedy Estonia crew and not be in the Comedy Estonia crew, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like you're good or bad. It's not like, oh, only good ones are here or we have up, you know, people that are struggling as well on our open mic who are trying. But it's like, what are the values you have as a comedian? Do you want to work? Do you want to try? Mm -hmm. Do you, mm -hmm. you humble? Do you want to go somewhere? Do you want to help the crew get somewhere and then go along with that? I, it's easier for me to frame that now in terms of values. Are you values and goals? Because if you just go, you're shit, get the fuck out of here. Hmm. This pisses them off. This is bad. Everyone. And then also it appears arbitrary to people. They go, what if Lewis thinks I'm shit? I'm out. I'm like, no, no, no. You can be as shit as you want as long as you're trying. Yeah, yeah, as long yeah, as you have yeah, the same yeah, yeah. goals as us. That uh, that shit get the fuck out. That's uh, what we usually say at uh, song requests at like <laughs> two thirty. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think there was like a good meme somewhere in the internet. Like Samuel Jackson on the one picture, like a DJ the first thirty minutes of his set, and there's like on on song requests, and uh, Samuel Jackson's really polite. Like, yeah, what song? <laughs> and the other, other picture is I think from like um, Django Unchained. When he's all like blooded up and really angry, he's like, "What motherfucker?" It's like at four thirty or something. The DJ's at four o'clock. <laughs> at the club, is there ever a time when you can go and ask the DJ for a request? No. <laughs> it's it's uh, all right for for me. It's um, it's uh, it's really depends uh, at what uh, what time they're gonna come ask me that. It's, How so? uh, beginning me. beginning of night. There's like. He's like, uh, there's not a lot of people there. People just maybe chilling, not dancing. At the, they just come in, just say, hey, do you know the song? Being polite over there. I always hear them out. Mm. First hear them out, then screw them. <laughs> because some, it's, it happens really, really rare, but sometimes they have really good songs. They have really mm. good songs, but mostly it's like, it's just like, bleh. And uh, no, in my opinion, you shouldn't come okay. to a dj and you, you just go listen to spotify at home if you want to listen to your song and this stuff is like true that. 
It's You've come there to enjoy the art, to enjoy the goddamn fucking exactly, art. Exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, you were... Uh, wait, are you the... I'm going to sound like a fucking uneducated, unresearched dickhead here Yeah, right exactly, now. exactly. Which know is what guest. I am. Do you know your no, guest? No, I guess. I don't know shit about my guest either. You're booking people at studio, is that right? Club studio, yeah. Club studio. So what's your title, official title there? What? Uh, I actually been uh, thinking about it because program manager... In English, it means like IT stuff. Oh, right. No, program. Programmjuht in uh, Estonian is like program. It's like the program, musical program manager. Program can have two definitions in English. All right, all right. You can be a program manager. Yeah, okay. I see what you mean. Like a program. No, program. Event manager. Event manager. Right, yeah. Booking manager. So, yeah. So, you set... It's your job to determine what DJs play at studio. Exactly. This is correct. Okay. Could it be that... um, Because sometimes you have... Not often, if I remember from Rena's days, from Rena Ria. So I've had Rena on here as yeah, well on the podcast. All right, cool. And because uh, I know her back when she was working in Privé, that's how we right, know each other right, from right, those right, days. Right, 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 so we go back old school. She's and cool. uh, oh, she's, she's cool. fantastic. Hi, Rena. I hope Hi, you're Rina. listening. And because she's in charge of all of that uh, fucking Andrea Bocelli marketing that's out there. Right. She's working. I think it's Monster. I don't want to speak too far out of school, but I believe it's Monster who are. Uh, promoting Andrea Bocelli. I don't even know. And uh, she's in head of marketing. So she's the one putting all those goddamn Andrea Bocelli posters everywhere. All right, yeah. I've seen the posters, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone in goddamn Estonia (laughs) and all surrounding (laughs) countries have seen those posters. Where's that that gig? Songground. Really? Laulavalk, yeah, man. Yeah. Right, right, right. right, right, So, as, as she said to me the other day, she said, yeah, we basically, I mean, it's a Songground. There's unlimited tickets. You know, there's almost unlimited amount of people that can 50,000 plus Hell that can yeah. fit into that goddamn place so <laughs> they just keep going and going and selling and I'm very fascinated by it but more that goes on more I think oh, I don't want to be a promoter selling 50,000 tickets oh shit you don't want to be a promoter uh, selling tickets for Sweet Spots Festival oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. the cancel that was the headline that got cancelled right uh, and then can't really comment on that. Okay. <laughs> no, just go to facts. The uh, facts, if I understand, the facts were that one, the main headliner of Sweet Spot Festival got cancelled. And so then that obviously produced some difficulty with the audience that they said, hey, we really want to see this main headliner, but we bought this ticket where, and that was a very much a gray zone then. Of might be. Might be. Might how be, much? Might be. Might be. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to reel him in here. I'm not trying to hijack I know, I know, anyone. I'm know, just trying to talk about facts. I know. I know. I and there was there was a good one that it was like, uh, if you had bought the day ticket, then there was some argument that okay, maybe if you'd bought the day ticket, then you could argue that you were there just to see that headliner or majority to see that headliner, so you were somewhat in for a refund. But if you had bought the two day ticket then you were like, well, then that was more evidence that you were there for the festival and not just the headliner. Mm. So they weren't. Now, I can't remember. Is that what they did or is that what I made up in my mind? Because that I, I thought was a resolution. The, the thing is, I think they're buying all the tickets back. All the tickets. Wait, hold on. That was last year. Are we talking about something this year? Am yeah, I? Yeah, it just, it just got cancelled. Like, oh, on, on right. Monday. On oh, Monday. Lewis has no idea about nothing. I'm talking about last year. Oh, yeah, okay. This, so the uh, whole thing got cancelled. Yeah, okay. so you can see like uh, the Estonian artists who were supposed to play there. The, everybody's like doing uh, oh. their own sets and their own. Okay. So we're actually so, playing 28th, the same as the uh, festival. We, sh- we should have been playing there. Oh, at the festival, right? You yeah, guys yeah. were booked. Gra- yeah. And gram- gramophone. Gra- gramophone, yeah. Right. Now we're playing at live. 
So if you haven't seen us live, that's the place you're gonna come. Where live? Where live? Oh, live, live down at the live. water, like down near the water, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Marius's club. Marius runs that, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. You? I know Marius. Okay. Oh, so you're on the list already. All right. <laughs> so you're coming, right? Um, yeah, put me on the list. I don't know if Marius wants to put me on the list. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, but uh, you can put me on the list. Um, no problem. Okay, so. I mean, I'm not trying to like talk shit about no one, right? Just trying to stick to facts and be that. Do we know why that event was cancelled? I don't know how much I can talk about it. Actually. Oh, okay, because you're a bit more privy, privy to information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind yeah, yeah. the scenes, I don't, I don't okay. know how much they've talked about it, but fair enough. But the event's but, been know, okay. Yeah, it's cancelled. It's uh... fair enough. Uh, let's say that. Uh... Yeah, let's let's not talk. No, about fair it. enough. I, yeah. Of course, if you're an artist, then you have some extra information that may not be you know relevant to say here. So okay, just that's uh, a look at the weekend festival why it got cancelled or why. Just go go from there. It's Was like, it the same people? It's the same guy. Oh, one, one guy. okay. Well, this is where Lewis can start making conjecture because I'm not involved, so I can now. But although, as I understood. And again, Phil doesn't have to correct me here or anything like I'm this. Not, I'm not here. He's not here. So <laughs> the fucking weekend guys packed up, took a bunch of money or something. Allegedly, we're going to put this out allegedly. These are just rumors that I hear and then fucked off. They, and the whole they thing. didn't pay anyone. They didn't pay anyone, right? Yeah, yeah. They, I don't think the festival that went that well that they went with like a lot of uh, money in their pockets. Wasn't but. last year really good? Wasn't that this hot year that like was just banging? It was all right, but I think not? I think the festival in Finland wouldn't like everything went to shit that year basically. Mm. So, so, um, but they're running it this year in uh, somewhere Stockholm or Finland? Finland, yeah, Finland yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I went to um, I went to a weekend festival a couple of years ago in in Finland. Not that I would want to fucking go to weekend Why festival. Why were you at weekend festival? Because that was when I was the brand ambassador for Foster's Beer. No. You know Foster's Beer, Australia, mate. Yeah. yeah. Fucking about four years ago, Foster's Finland employ me as the Foster's brand ambassador. So there's me going, yeah, mate. Fucking Foster's is right on. You can search for... I could see the cardboard in the, the airport yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, before even that. <laughs> I was the Foster's brand ambassador. You can find these videos. Awesome. If you search them, a awesome. Lewis or... Oh, I fucking forget what it's called. Somehow Foster's Finland, search it, guys, and you can see all these videos of me falling off a surfboard and me catching a football no and like a blue singlet and shit. And... It was total, um, it was through an ad agency. So they've got all sorts of retarded ideas about how to sell this. Yeah. And this was, since it was four years ago, they're like, Lewis, the, the kids are into Snapchat. We're going to have Snapchat. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to, I had to go to like five Finnish festivals and just hang out and make Snapchat all day long. That was my whole goddamn fucking job that they pay thousands for. And literally all, and I was so goddamn bored. I mean, how many different Snapchats can you take yeah, every yeah. day that I used to just go around the back and find random shit with Fosters and just pull pranks and then I'm climbing but on top of these storage containers. Where you have to be in the shot as well. Some of them, yeah, yeah, a lot right. of yeah. So, so I've got to make like 15 snaps All right, a day. I mean, just like put some like uh, five, five, for guys doing it for you like yeah here's a 10 bucks to do some some of like it. crazy yeah just whatever and it was so goddamn boring in the end and not only but that unlimited beer 
No. Thanks to goddamn Finnish alcohol sales laws, they would give me like all right, all right. one beer a day. I was really excited about this. To do, I was too. To <laughs> get this right, I'm the goddamn Mr. Foster's ambassador, right? Drinking Carlsberg somewhere. Yeah. They, I had to get an empty can of Foster's from the bar, fill it with water, so I could promote no. Foster's. Do you see why this was retarded? Dude. So and then, but then what it was, I get water. I'd be like, "Yeah, mate, these Fosters are great," and I'd like pour it all over my head and shit like this. Dude, I just realized you were Duff guy. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Duff man says a lot of things. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. And uh, water. What the? Fuck? I had to go oh, to that, that's horrible weekend, man. and I remember weekend was so lifeless because it's just in a big patch of dirt. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's still in that same location in. in I don't know. I've never, in, uh, never been. It's just off to the I want to say east of Helsinki in like an industrial place, but it was just basically level dirt. You're on dirt, not even grass, not even the beach, um. Because the Finnish don't give a fuck. They are like because they're such drunk savages. They will line up all day, shitty place, high priced crappy beer. And they're, yeah, use the party, be a drink. And, oh, my God, I wanted to pull my eyes out. And I, it was the yeah. the day. That, that's uh, like, you're basically talking about Estonia Weekend Festival, basically. Well, yeah, it was funny because I think the day before was Estonia Weekend. And that was when, when fucking, oh, who was headlining? Wait, not, who was the previous really big act like four years ago in Estonia? Um, 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 oh, I can't. Cartoon? Cartoon. I think it was Cartoon. Yeah, and they were really big and they were headlining yeah. uh, Weekend in, in Estonia. And then the next yeah, day... I, I think they were doing uh, Helsinki as they well. Were yeah. doing, they were playing, dude. They were playing the shittiest, smallest stage in Helsinki. I heard about it. The, the about fucking it. little thing. And no one was there. And I went in. I went and danced. And I was like, fellas now, like, they saw me. And I went, really? hey, champions. Really? Like, no one was there. And Aww. it was just like five Estonians. I was like a really early, early set. Yeah, it was still mid afternoon. Oh, mid- okay, okay. This this shittiest mid afternoon yeah, because I, I've like been on with them on uh, like in uh, in the Netherlands mm-hmm. on Liquidity Festival. They just banging like in one year they did like I think that that was their first ever uh, gig abroad. Yeah, and it was just like a little stage, but it was mental. Fuck yeah! And next next year they were already on the main stage. Like Hell one yeah. of the last artists was just like going crazy. Hopefully that was just more. I think the. The good thing for cartoon about being week Hel- weekend Helsinki was just to say that there are, no one needs to know they're on the shitty small stage at three pm. Of course, of course, of course, of course. It just sounded cool to everybody in Estonia that they were also at weekend Helsinki. Uh, that actually works for starting DJs as well. That's a Ooh. good uh, pro tip as well. How so? Tell try, me. Too. Try to get when you go abroad somewhere. Just try to get some contacts from abroad as well, because that's like that's really good for you when like the. The local guys here, the local promoters, look at you. Oh, he has played abroad. You know, okay. that's that's totally different. That's that's really good experience. That's totally different stuff. So you gotta need that as well. How? Bringing it back to the DJ thing, I'm trying to. Uh, okay, so sweet spot is interesting. I'll think of more to say about that. I'm probably I'll investigate. <laughs> I'll think more about that. I'm gonna read into more about that and how that because I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really sad. I'm very. Oh yeah, I mean it's not uh, good when something there gets was so, canceled. So such good bands were gonna play there. Muramasa was playing and Honda gonna gonna was gonna play there. 
actually looking forward to just seeing those cool bands and actually it was a really good festival last year mm. and it's right in the center which i think is very oh, cool yeah yeah, as yeah, well. yeah yeah perfect you it's don't just, have to go to i mean go shower at home and go back you know <laughs> you don't have to be in a tent somewhere how so getting back to when you're a young dj working your way up um so let's not maybe we don't need to comment on studio but if you're going somewhere else like how long should i play for free for because this is the tough part when you're a young artist. You're like getting exposure and and there's a balance there between exposure and being humble. Hey, man. Hey, Phil. I see your booking. I appreciate you don't know who I am. I'd like to offer my services. I'm trying to be a humble guy. I'm not trying to demand money. On the other hand, one doesn't want to be taken advantage of forever. One doesn't want to, you know, just devalue one's services in general without telling numbers about what, you know, your, definitely what your club books for. How do you balance off those two things? I think uh, number one thing is, is just when you rock a party, when, you, when you're just that confident in yourself, of course, ask, ask for money. It's, it's Nobody is going to be like, uh, like no, no, we're gonna, not going to pay. If they see you just like doing really well, of course, it's uh, and I'm I'm all for like the young DJs. I'm all like never try to like uh, fuck them, fuck them with that, like uh, not not give them no money. I think it's 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 a job still. It's basically, but I think like doing one warm up set and doing it really well, mm-hmm. and you're still and when you're you're confident yourself about asking, then it's the right thing. If you're like did that warm warm up and it was shitty, it was like uh, not so like confident in yourself. You think you need to practice more. Then talk about it openly. You can come another for another warm-up set to do it better. I think it's all like in the confidence when to where to ask it. Is this where maybe as well being a member of the community means that you might talk to other DJs and go, "Hey, bro, level with me at definitely, this level." You know, do you think I can ask for definitely a couple definitely. of hundred, a hundred? I don't know, whatever. Ask, right? Asking you know, other, ask what's uh, reasonable. Other DJs and just talking. You know, just like of course, of course, it's it's totally logical. Okay. In my opinion. Uh, yeah, I've had uh, a lot of like new DJs like come to me and like uh, I help help them a bit like to start and uh, they always talking to me about like uh, okay I I got this gig and uh, how do you think how much should I ask for it and I was like go for it and like mm-hmm. always like always talk talk with the older gentleman over here yeah you can talk to me <laughs> sure and. Uh yeah okay to keep asking and to know is that reasonable and to so this this then segues us really nicely then into managing djs and so i want to break down a little bit you if you are the program manager of studio Mm -hmm. that means that you are offering jobs to djs right they can you can hire them hey man here's the slot would you like this slot here's the pay if you accept these terms then you know you're going to come and play and get paid cool Mm -hmm. um but you then spoke a little bit for a moment that you are are you then then the other side of that equation in any art form is the let's broadly say manager is someone who is a agent sure there's a sure there is a, a more of a um i don't think there is an agent for djs in estonia or is there well let's there's it's all done like uh People just know everybody and just it's done like sure. over I'll, the, I'll over break the it down phone. for the audience, uh, for people who don't quite get the definition between those two. In America, it's easier to understand this in the American context mm-hmm. because what you happened in like this turn of the century or the the 20s or something was the big movie studios were huge. Movies were just a thing for the first time and the big movie studios controlled everything. And so they were making fuck tons of money and the actors weren't making nothing. 
And so then it was somehow from that that now America has a legal separation between manager and agent. Mm-hmm. And your manager and the, the, the relationship, at least as much as I understand they have it, is that your manager is the one next to you. He's your guy. He's or she, pardon me, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Can they, you, they're your, your, friend like they're your one Ex- right extension of the band though, your right? uh mentor whatever you kind of want to think about it in that way mm-hmm. so they are helping to guide your career helping you make choices and then you have different agents that your manager talks to you there is one agent at least let's say a general entertainer one agent who books your live work one agent who books tv one who books movies mm. one who signs and tries to get you a book deal you have many different agents trying to get you work but they're all essentially talking to one manager and then maybe you've got an agent who's getting you live work in america and maybe you've got an agent who's getting you live work in europe Mm -hmm. um so that's how i break down those definitions and i agree that that's that's totally the concept of even having someone in estonia is still so new that we definitely are nowhere near the necessarily the agent manager or the boundaries are extremely blurred to begin with yeah. so there's there's managers and agents for bands i know definitely okay there might be there's some some agencies who like book those pop bands and stuff they're like they're like real agents you can call them here mm-hmm. but i don't think like djs have them there's sort know? of party but ones might, might be might be we've been trying be. to get because now we like have the this corporate ones I think for ones. corporate ones, there's right, this, right, right, we right. have this great new sales manager, Christina, who's been out now for Comedy Estonia, hmm. trying to sell us. Because up until, uh, I want to say, three or four months ago, we never did active sales, mm-hmm. like to sell to the companies, the company party, the birthday party, whatever. Um, it was always people coming to us. And so fucking So those lazy. like agencies in between those? No, there was no one in between. It, no, it was either a company would come to us, so hey, we're... Uh, we're the big IT company and Lewis, we want you to come and do the comedy at our party. All right. Cool. So there was that. Or the they're not really agents, but the other big one was the event companies. Event companies. That, uh, that's but that's again different. That's not quite an agency or a manager. Yeah, it's something it's, it's when, when you got different like, again. It's when you got like uh, a couple of them uh, with you working at, like as mm. a DJ, when you got uh, and you proved yourself to them, it just like basically works like an agent because you only do corporate gigs True. with them. True. Basically. It is like that. You're right. So we were only doing that for a while. Mm-hmm. And now Christina is actually out there actively doing sales, approaching companies, having a better relationship with the event companies. And one of the things we were just discussing is that there are some of these websites out there that are like a booking website that you can go onto the website and you're like, I want to book, we're going to have an event, uh, I think, let's say private event, and how much does Talkata cost? And how much does Sissy cost? And how much does some other sort of entertainer and there'll be a range of DJs. And I guess if you're having a party, arranging it yourself, you can go to that website. And Mm -hmm. we are going to try to put our artists on those as well, which you've also never done before. Rosters. Um, I guess some sort of roster, yeah. So that- Wait, sorry, sorry. that was the the page was where? Which one was that? I don't know the names of them. I just know there are some of these ones. you go All and right. you look and some of them actually have the price you can pull down and no doubt it's a highly inflated dickhead yeah, off the street yeah, yeah, price yeah, yeah. but 
you can see the difference if you want Talcard, okay, there's the big one and mm-hmm. probably Udo's a bit, but Sissy's a bit less because she didn't win, but she's still pretty popular. And, you know, there's a different, <laughs> somehow some bullshit scale ratings for everybody. And we've now decided that we're in a stage where we can put our artists there as well, that we right, they can no, hold their right. own and that's cool. And we're not, we think that our pricing is reasonable enough that, uh, but what we had to do with that is we've got to put a few caveats on that. One is that I don't know how they work. Again, I've, I'm not the one talking to them, right? So I'm completely talking out of my ass here. <laughs> First thing is that whatever the sale price is, like they need commission. Cool. No problems. We want you, if you're off selling our artists, we want you to have commission. Of course, we're going to reflect that. Um, but we need to know the sale price. Mm-hmm. We need to know it for two reasons. One, I want to know if you're doubling the price. Fuck that. Because that's still a reflection on us. And it's also a reflection if that we think we're being sold for X amount and we're being sold for three times as much. Well, there's a huge expectation that Mm -hmm. we don't know about. Mm -hmm. So, we need to know the final sale price. It's very important. The second one we need to know is that um, I think particularly with stand-up comedy, we need to control the circumstance, the sound, the lights, the circumstance, the, the host, the introduction, how the crowd is, what time it is done. When in the schedule is it done? How many people are there? We need to know all of those because some of the we'll turn them down. If we think we can't do it, like we think the party's too wild or it's too crazy or the venue isn't correct, maybe it's outdoors. We'll just say thank you, but no thank you. We think that we can't do a good enough job mm-hmm. at that at your event. Um, we and we know we have a big long list of questions that we'll ask. What about this? And what about this? And what about this? And to help us. And we can advise them. That's part of our sales thing. So, kind of what we're saying is you can sell us. You can have the commission go for your life, but then give it to us. Because then we want to, we need to do this complete checklist, which we think only we can do Mm -hmm. best. Mm -hmm. It can't just be go to this address, turn up at this time. Of course. You don't know fucking nothing else. Come on, of course. Absolutely. Definitely. We have the same, uh, well, we got with our brand, we got... uh, the Made in Baltics team. Okay. Here, well, here. Who was Made in... Tell me about... I don't really know. Tell me about Made in Sony, Baltics. It's Sony Music, basically. Mm, okay. Uh, but it's their, like, daughter firm? How you can say Yeah, it? sub firm or sub something firm, like that. Sub yeah, firm, sure. basically. But uh, it's like a little label starting up, but it already has, like, pretty cool artists out there, I think. So, what... That's super interesting. What do they... What services do they provide for you? Well, that... What we talked about before, that Spotify and that thing like mm-hmm. that i was just like hoping that you're not going to ask me like more questions about it because i don't know <laughs> shit about it they're they're doing this stuff actually okay they're like uh for all those uh online o- online presence stuff like how the music is going up somewhere that's that's that thing and they also because um well because one of the workers carl Sirelpo, is our uh, like a good friend of ours as oh, well I don't call. yeah, yeah sure. he's 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 our agent so cool. basically, he's he does uh, our bookings and stuff, and it's really actually good to have an agent because that's what we were, we were talking. Booking, but book, so again, booking agent. So he's booking you into on, on live, gigs, on gigs, on live events. Cool, cool. It's really good to have him uh, to have like a booking agent or some somebody because it's like we were talking about that with you like yeah. some, many many years ago because it's always like a bit I don't know, hard to ask money for yourself, you know. Absolutely. So those, you know, like. Oh, he wants too much money and stuff like that. So, but it's really, it's much more easy. Like, take the commission exactly. Take mm-hmm. the commission, but he can get you more money actually, yes. because he can like ask. 
is the humbleness that kills you. Oh, you do it even for me. Like I still get it. Like even though now we have a sales manager, um, people still, I mean, they know me and if they know how Lewis is the host, so they'll just contact me Estonian style directly. And I'm now confident enough to say this is my price and, you know, it's okay. But Mm -hmm. even, yeah, I felt that sometimes I will defer it off back to Christina and go, you do the sale, even Mm -hmm. though I can kind of do it because, yeah, you can't, I deserve more is really hard to say. My client deserves more. But in the end, you just have to go for it. Sure. Basically, just like over time, just go higher, 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 Mm -hmm. basically, yeah. Until you get like Swedbank or somebody and just go like double. Damn. <laughs> so, okay. So, through, so you've got the, the label made in Baltics and you've, they, they help you book the live gigs and they're helping you produce your music. Uh, they help us to promote our music. Promote your music. They're okay. They help us because it's like a sub firm of Sony Music as well. So, mm-hmm. they got like a in with Sony as well. So, and we're, because the, the music, our music is in English, we're uh, thinking about. The abroad stuff as well. Cool. So going, uh, going to some fest. We're actually going in September to play a festival in Germany and doing a jazz cafe gig in in Hamburg as well. So just like a little mini tour. Tremendous. Just hope, hope, hopefully, we're gonna get some more gigs over there. Just like that's that's actually on me and Carl like to do that stuff but because yeah, they've got the contacts through the label they got yeah, the contacts right, and, and they, they do all the radio pitches the media baltics team they uh, so they they are the guys who go to the radios and, uh, and so talks and like this this is the new hot shit like so you yeah. have to play this and stuff so no it's 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 really good to be with them actually it's like a little little label it's only three people mm. and it's uh it's like 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 a little extension of family basically Perfect. They they know what we want. We know what they want. So it's like it's not like a major label thing when you don't see the agent or manager. I don't know for how long, but it's uh, just like we should also be hard in Estonia as well. Like, come on, we're not that big a big country with big entertainment industry. What's the um? I mean, is that the 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 payoff down the line for Made in Baltics? Is if they get you now and they work with you now, that when you're much larger and your earning potential is larger later, that that's when they sort of can recoup their costs basically basically yeah yeah so yeah i think we got like uh, a contract for one year right now with them so mm. basically if we do like really shitty of course they can drop us and stuff like that mm. but i think they have like uh if we're starting doing better they can automatically renew it for another two years or something like that I think that was in the contract. I didn't even read that, man. <laughs> I know those people. <laughs> I know where they live, man. That's the classic <laughs> story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We didn't read the contract. We just... No, no. It's cool. And I... Uh, I mean, my overall thing through this podcast is I'm very anti-establishment and very anti. But I don't mean that... Not to say every label is bad and everything is bad. Not at all. No, I think they... Particularly in music, right? That's a... Uh, but it actually helps mm. with the music as well be a bit anti-establishment and stuff like that. So, we, okay. we already actually like... Uh, as a maybe maybe a bit of a joke, but we still a bit hate hate them because like you know, well like we seen in the movies and yeah, that's what should, you gotta you do. You yeah. should hate the label just a bit or yeah. something like that. So yeah, <laughs> but important to have that. I can see that having a sub label, how important that is to get that personal contact from those, mm-hmm. but then still have some sort of you know they've still got someone bigger they can call if they need some help or some yeah, contacts exactly, exactly. or some resources. That's what we're uh, that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Um. Are you doing any work? Uh, if you're okay, so you, you're the program manager of studio, um, but you're not doing any work as a booking manager of other DJs for other 
like getting them other gigs or something like that are you doing anything only my friends like uh who like they were, like i told before like uh, a couple of starting djs who like uh, came to me and like can i can you help me with that i was like no problem of course i can help them and then i just caught them with me and like toured like basically every place with them just having them i'll be your opener or something yeah exactly okay, just nice. like showing them the ropes basically yeah. just like how much to drink and how much <laughs> like how much i drink basically they were they were, they were bringing me gin tonic so. <laughs> chop chop motherfucker yeah, yeah exactly exactly whose name's in the poster bitch yeah, yeah, yeah. play i'm counting the money <laughs> no so um uh not actively not booking them but uh, definitely when somebody asks me to come somewhere and i can't or i won't then mm. i then i always have like a couple of guys who i call so i like help them and stuff like that i've been actually thinking about it like uh like you told us well the, the agency and for djs like to know everybody just grab them and have them all on the one roof mm. that's like let's cut this out because it's a really good idea and i'm just like <laughs> fucking <laughs> talk, talk <to> <laughs> No, but, uh, but that, you know, but I think you know what I think is as, as genius as we goddamn are, Phil. I don't think it's an original idea. Yeah, true, I think true, that true. like someone, you know, what I mean, like it just takes someone to do the work. Uh, in in the end, uh, in the end, I always come back to the same place because it's Estonia. Everybody knows everybody, mm-hmm. and a lot of the promoters will go, oh, who, "Who the fuck he think he is? Yeah. He has an agent or something? I'll book somebody else then." You know, there's like this. There's a lot of DJs as well, so it's. So, that was that because I mean I remember years ago we had this talk like hey we're booking comedians they're already talking to event companies we're already going to parties mm-hmm. would it be that much of a stretch to also book DJs but too. they already know the DJs as well so there's like, sure but then there was two sides to that I feel that I mean we never obviously went through with this idea mm-hmm. because eventually I decided that um, it was better to just focus on stand up that yes it seems to be a similar sort of thing it seems to be that but and there's also some advantage in business of just focusing on your thing, exactly. getting yeah. hyper focused on that. And you were high that back then, so oh, yeah, I was high as fuck, bro. Yeah. Years, years. Maybe, maybe now when years, you're here, yeah, yeah, I'm like, why did the DJ think? Phil was so smart. Why um, there were two things that we were trying to do to counter that. One was that there is just inherently, uh, it's inherently good to have a manager. I believe, well, because I am a manager, so of course I inherently believe in the advantage of us, even at some level. Uh, of, uh, when you get to a certain level of having a manager to help you, guide you, be your equal and to mentor you through that process. Um, and I'm going to get back to that a little bit. I want to talk a bit more about that. And the other one was that we're thinking maybe there was at least that if my name was recognizable and they're like, oh, it's like I already had, I already know everyone in the clubs through the work with Comedy Estonia. So at least that it's like, well, who's this dickhead coming with his manager? No, it's just, oh, hey, man. Hey, uh, you know me. I'm Lewis. We do the things at your clubs. We're also doing, yeah, I could maybe come in. Maybe this is the idea. I don't know, to avoid that resentment or something. But anyway, that our plan never came through in that way. It's just my own ego thinking that I'm amazing and think that everyone's going to love me and no one's going to resent me. Of course, fuck, what am I thinking? Uh, yeah, we, this, when you have a bad manager, then it's, it might be, bad for the artist as well for like sure. com- com- yeah because um, i just wanted to say this one rap artist he has this i think it's uh, maybe it's just the girl he knows and she she's just trying to help but she does this chain mail i can see she sends to all the clubs she can even go to the bcc side when you you don't see the others you know yeah, yeah. and i can see she's sending like like tw- twice a year three times a year she's sending the same mail ba- basically 
he has a new single out book him please mm-hmm. and uh and basically i can see all the clubs she's sending it so you know it's like i'm just like hell no yeah. i'm not booking that <laughs> it's just it's just works so so i actually all right bad art get a new manager <laughs> Dang that, that yeah that that doesn't work for promoters I'm telling you but mm-hmm. at, at least hide the other clubs and like, is that also because in Estonia um, well let's say anywhere right any kind of thing like it's the personal touch you just want to feel like god damn I'm not at the end of a sp- I get it too some comedians international a lot more mm-hmm. you know international comedians well, I, I know and I kind of get it fair enough I'm just some dickhead in Thailand you know maybe I don't but if you're working one scene, if you're working the Estonian disco, you know, DJ music scene, goddamn, there's not that many people. It's not Jesus. You really, you're so fucking busy that you can't write a personal email. Just write a almost like a sample text. Change a few bits, dear Phil, exactly. at Club X. You know, fill out a little bit in there and make it look. Yeah, make me make me feel special. A little bit, like it's not that many people. <laughs> to, exactly. Exactly. To help, okay. It's gonna take you an hour right. to go get all all clubs basically in in Estonia. Mm. An hour. How um, how should a young DJ know they build themselves up? Let's say they've even got an opening act at a couple of clubs. They're starting to build a niche. They got a little mixtape. You know, some little bit by little bit. Mm-hmm. With they're doing, they're working hard. Mm-hmm. They're not being too crazy. So let's say you are a humble young DJ and you're trying to just work hard and do your thing. Not possible. Doesn't happen. Doesn't no, fucking happen. No, no, no humble. Young no humble. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know when you're ready to have a manager? And sub question beyond that. I've noticed that when you're having managers, there's two styles, kind of broad styles of managers. You can either have an established manager that maybe they've got a couple of artists already or they know something, or you can be like we were with Comedy Estonia and we're all dickheads, we're all at the same level, but hey, one guy's smart at business, one guy's great at the jokes, and we're going to try to do it together and hopefully grow up together. Is you know either one of those styles, I can see advantages in both. Uh, I I think uh, like when when is the perfect start time to have a manager? Mm, yes, it's uh, basically when you feel that you don't have enough time to do the artistic side of it. I think because you need to do the managerial stuff stuff definitely. You have to like this at this day and age. You have to like. It's be, important be, to be, know be, it. It's yeah. important to at least know it. Yeah, know it. Do the do the commercial stuff like uh, do the like Facebook and Instagram and everything on there. Do the bookings. Do them well. Get more money for yourself. Do it, but have the whole information all out, and then you have still have to have, have to have time to produce if you produce like practice DJing. If you like, if, yeah, definitely practice practice DJing, young Fuck DJs. Yes. Uh, and whatever whatever else there is so i think uh when that that's uh when there's like more commercial stuff and more booking stuff than your practicing time and your like making music time mm-hmm. then and so basically what i'm saying when there's so many emails coming in this so many people want you then well you can afford a manager then that makes is, sense yeah yeah, okay. yeah so um yeah basically to have some more time for the things that's gonna take it to another step, right? So basically, yeah. that's wise. I think that's that sounds very reasonable. So what about then when you do get to that level? So okay, so if you're at, 
So if you're already at that level, I guess you're already still a little bit established, right? You're obviously getting booked. You're getting some work in some areas. So, you know, is it possible that you could have, let's say, a smart friend? Uh, you know, maybe they're real good at business and they're legit, right? I'm not sure they're, they're not idiot. They're that's, legit. I think that's they the best a plan, way to go. right? Or is it to get, an, you know, you think that's a better way to have sort of, of a course. legit friend who just gets it? They're smart. They're squared away. Hmm. Okay, here's the plan. We're gonna, I'm gonna talk humbly and and contact these club managers. Ask them. I'm also gonna try to be part of the community myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, you think that might be a, a smart way to go? I think so, yeah. Well, getting a person you don't know, like somebody off the street who don't, maybe doesn't know your what you do is like, it's like playing a lottery basically, but a guy who you, who you know already, there's, there's something you shouldn't mix money with friends, stuff, stuff like that. But well, there's a balance just, there. Maybe not yeah, your just, best friend, right? Yeah, yeah, but just, someone, yeah. just uh, don't give too much shits about money, I think. Sure. Just come on. But uh, well, actually, this is like uh, I don't know because it's I don't. Like a I, don't, I, don't I don't. I don't have a manager in my DJ stuff. Yeah, okay. I don't have a manager, so I don't know. Actually, I don't know what I'm talking about. But maybe. you don't. So you've never had that problem, or you've been able to balance off because you do a lot of different things as well. Yeah. D- uh, right now, I'm doing like DJing less okay. because I have club studio and a band as well. So I basically choose only the gigs I want to do. Basically, mm-hmm. I don't have to like go and do like those seven gigs a week sure. stuff stuff like that. So yeah, I just manage. I just try it like. But are you at also like? Drink Did you uh, come up, or is it something that you have been grinding night. away for long enough that you have enough of a good? You're enough of an uh, well known, enough of an elder on the scene that hey, feel good. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> that feel good's name means that hey, you know, everyone knows who I am. They know I'm a reasonable guy. I have a good reputation. So now maybe you've lived More through a difficult bit. More or less, yeah. yeah, I think so. It's it's there. So people who wanna know, they definitely know me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm talking in like past the microphone sometimes, but I'm just <laughs> no, it's all good, bro. It's great. But no, it's I'm talking to the guys who listen. <laughs> I'm not talking <laughs> to you, but <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. So basically, the question was uh, the uh, I mean, you right now because you're saying you're a bit unique. In that you're at your level, a respected DJ who's getting work and known a bit for their stuff mm. and, and doing different interesting collaborative projects with other well-known artists implies you're at a certain level, but you don't have a manager as such. Yeah, I think, I think where we're in Germany, where there's like uh, 20, 30 big cities you can go and when you go on tour, you have like a lot of places to go at. But here it's like Estonia, you basically have like, I, I, I had three clubs that i was playing at or four mm. maximum so basically i know i knew the guys from there yeah they knew who i was so they were like booking me and no, no problem with that and there's like a couple of agencies who do do the the corporate stuff so it's not too much work actually mm. to to be doing that you once you already established once, once you're, you're in the yeah. scene yeah and the other thing is about the established established part I'm starting to realize that uh, like our promotion goes like on Facebook, right? And we're just like somebody playing here and blah, 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 blah. When, you, when you're playing those clubs that work perfectly, like uh, there's people there every time. Hmm. I don't think like 90% people know who's playing. Because hmm. so, the club, people are coming to the club, yeah, not the, for the event. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay. basically, that's, that's like established and people know who I am. I don't... I don't think nobody nobody gives a shit who I am. I think, in my opinion, it's just like uh, okay, he's doing a good job in that club. That club works. All right, it's just it's going well. Okay, bye. I think it, yeah, studio is one of. I've always observed studio is one of those clubs that is still banging. Like I think 
as uh, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass, but when I talk to people about clubs, because I'm opinionated, I, I think that mm-hmm. most clubs in Tallinn are a piece of shit. And I think also my humble observation is that Tallinn is not in love with clubs as it used to be five to ten years ago. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And but studio is one is the we're shining doing, we're, example. We're doing all right. We're yeah, doing all right. is the shining example of a club that is yeah, still thanks. respected and still people want to want to go to. Thanks, man. Uh, it was all Rena, wasn't you, fuckhead? No, I'm the character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm joking. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, man. Nobody reads the r- nobody reads the description on Facebook. Lewis <laughs> talking shit about me over here, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, young DJs. This what do you is do? What you um, get are you a, are you in? You're only the program manager. Not only, so you're the program manager. You're not in charge of marketing in studio. Mm, it's not your. No, that's not quite your side. No, we got we got a special guy for this. Right. This, this I was area. I was speaking to someone the other day who is uh promoting some DJs and putting on some nights and smaller things right here and there and around the place. And we were talking about how to promote on Facebook and it occurred to me that I think Comedy Estonia does really well on Facebook, but I think that um we're not some fucking geniuses of social media. I think it's just because our product is inherently viral. Yeah, yeah. That's uh the better the jokes go with mm. your with your guys, the better it, it goes. Because I, I just saw, I think... Uh, Carl? Uh, uh, Carl's got a video out this week that's going no, really well. No, Ar- Ardos. Ardo, uh, okay. Ardos, this post you, or repost you. Oh, yeah, think, his yeah. tweet. Yep, yeah, yep, sure. It was, just, yeah. it was just something, but it's unique, you know? You have yeah. this, like... Uh, and it's harder to do for DJs. I started to think, like, well, fuck, if I was promoting a DJ, now what viral content would I make? to get people to share and one of the shittiest thing to share is a song oh, yeah. it's it doesn't like it doesn't reach the mm. like, bestest video and pictures right so what can you do as a dj to make some viral content that people might like to share Ugh. Buh. it's Buh. tough one right yeah. <laughs> i won't give anything up this, <laughs> this, this have you you have to learn for yourself sorry, yeah. sorry young djs he, read he doesn't have an answer yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> it's, i've been thinking about it trying to help you know my, my friend out and think what could it be and i just yeah I, then I, that made me actually, that humbled me and realized wait i actually don't know fuck all that social you know, media do you know this house party bianca no i don't know yeah you're okay. old you're yeah, old, old. You're, <laughs> <laughs> but they're doing like really cool videos every time before the party those have like a storyline and uh stuff like that and just the djs are acting in those oh so okay they're, that's they're cool. like in, inviting djs to play and that's oh. that's that's perfect let's just be, nice. be creative with that sure i think i don't think it goes that viral though it's really popular party, but it doesn't go like you know. It doesn't go to the millions, and sure. it doesn't go to the thousands. But oh, maybe something, at least something, right? Yeah, but some, some, somebody's trying. You know, sure. it's, it's cool. But the viral stuff, I don't know. It's tough, right? Jackass. Because also, um, all right. What would be then? I guess I'll try a few more short fire questions as we're probably naturally coming to an end here. But I'll um, a few short fire. Hmm. We can keep talking. I mean, I usually this is one of this is a short one for me, bro. Usually we're well over the two-hour mark. Just, I just want to smoke, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the best social media for a DJ to be on? Or should all of them or what? All of them. All of them. All of them. Because I think yeah, that... Right now it's Instagram. Right, yeah. I think so. Because I think being on Facebook these days is a fucking waste of time. Uh, but you need to do events on Facebook. That's it, isn't it? You need to do events on Facebook. But it's it's really interesting that it's. Yes. I think it's only you're right. You're it's, right. It's only Estonia that's mm. really big on Facebook. 
because how so? What do you see in other countries now? How so? No, I don't. I don't think they use Facebook that much. They're not like uh, you. You can see like the events on uh, in UK, some like really cool concerts and stuff, but they are not that big on Facebook. But it's all sold out. Where are they big then? So they have their own systems, like the ticket offices and stuff like that. And uh, I they think do they, have more entrenched ticketing yeah, through yeah, the individual yeah, venues. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and right now we have this like ticketer and but they're ticket sales. They're That's ticket not quite sales, a, yeah. but they're but they're building their you know their homepage looks like. Hmm, okay. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. And we have like our homepage and club studio. Mm. And I thought like who goes there, but it's a lot of people. I think it's decentralizing there. again. That's interesting because we centralized for a while then on Facebook. And there's a lot of people going on there, and, and we're buying, decentralizing. Buying we back. have like a pre-sale as well for right. Party. You can buy them, okay, online yes. directly through Studio. Yeah, okay. yeah, you can go, and people mm. are buying there from there mm. as well. So it's it's maybe changing. I don't know, but 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 still, Facebook is uh, for events is like number one. You can you, oh. can, you can do. I'm gonna get back to Facebook events because I really I was just thinking about that last night. Um, but I read that in. Latvia recently that Delphi Latvia just bought the second biggest ticket seller to Bileshu Paradis I think All right. and Delphi just bought it and it was very interesting we were having because we run Comedy Latvia as well so we were yeah. having a discussion about what does that what are the implications of that um, Comedy Latvia um, no good 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 they're right. much smaller Comedy Latvia is very small it's just sort of like five six core seven core guys because we've never we've only recently hired a person down there so up until oh, now right, it's just right. been comedians banging into each other trying to open all his mics and me trying to help them from here and I'm not very good at managing from afar so doing it in Latvian over there yeah in Latvian yeah so I do I'm like I'm, we're running some bigger international shows there but also a lot of Latvian uh, open mics and smaller comedy nights as well and now we finally hired an operations guy down mm, there to, right. to do stuff. And um, so, you know, I'm interested in that shit. But so the biggest ones are, as you know, Pileta Levy, biggest ticket agency in Estonia. And then that's the same company in Latvia, uh, uh, Bileshu Service. Mm -hmm. And it's the same company, right? You look at the same layout, it's the same company. Um, and they're the biggest in either country. So that second biggest one in Latvia just got bought by Delphi which I thought was very interesting for two reasons. One is that probably... Uh, okay, Pilate Levy is so big and so dominant in the marketplace that maybe these up-and-comers, while they're doing fine, they're still way down here. They're still not even the fucking zone of Pilate mm -hmm. Levy. Mm -hmm. So maybe a cash injection from a bigger owner is what they need to grow. Maybe they need that to push up to do more marketing, invest in their infrastructure, some shit like that. It was also put to me that maybe Delphi wanted to buy the second one to market. They do a lot of their own events. And it's also to also to become not quite to bring it in-house but to sort of partially bring it in-house as the Delphi ticket platform mm -hmm. because they're doing their own things too. Back in, remember back in the day when friggin' BDG decided that they got sick of Pileta Levy and they made Ticket Pro, I think it was, here? Yeah. And then we had to the sell at the Nokia concert hall. You had to sell through goddamn Ticket Pro. And I was all so pissed off back then because, because Ticket Pro was so less viewed than Pileta Levy, I was spending like, 2,000 more per big show because they forced you 
to be on Ticket Pro because of the traffic. And then eventually mm. BDG gave up on Ticket Pro and sold it to Pilate Levy. Okay, and I was yeah. so goddamn thankful that I could use Pilate Levy to sell that's, that hole. That's the thing with the little ones, right? That's that's the problem. Right. So you people don't go usually on that side to buy the tickets. But but and that's what they're looking for actually, those little little, little ones. They're looking for like the new partners. Yeah, because we had uh, in studio we had a guy come in as well from I think Ticketer. Yeah, we've they, uh, talked to me as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just like let's work together and stuff like that. But mm. well, if you already if you've already got your own platform to sell your own tickets, no, we, we got like, Gate Me. Oh, Gate Me. Okay, yeah, we, got, them, we sure. got Gate Me, and yep. uh, it just works perfectly for us because it's like uh, list managing, mm. more more list managing for us than even selling tickets. Sure. It's just we just it's just like a really comfortable zone, you know. Yeah, comfy in that Gate Me zone. But yeah, they're always looking for like big partners. I think that the cash mm -hmm. injection you're talking about, I think that would come with uh, basically having like Estonian concert in my just saying fuck to Pilate Levy. Right. And they would just do all the tickets from like ticketer.ee that, that would like solve the problem. Mm -hmm. They're going bigger and bigger, I think. Because so I think it was, a, it was a while back now, maybe, oh, I forget how many months ago, maybe it was the end of last year, when Tommy Cash did his big gig and it was through Ticketer, I think. And I thought, fair enough, that's a case for using that because Tommy Cash is big enough to bring the people in. That's, mm -hmm. you know, the difficulty is for everybody else. We need to do proper marketing and convince people to come where you go into Tommy Cash or not, right? He's so big that people would use whatever the fuck service it was on. So that, to me, that made sense that for Tommy Cash to put the tickets there. Mm -hmm. But basically for me, I'm I'm not jumping shit from Pilate Levy anytime soon. To me... Their commission is not that bad. They're our good partners. We know them well. They're really very flexible. They really help us a lot. The commission is not that bad. Like, oh, we'll but give it's you- it's more expensive than the other. Oh, yes. So. It All is right. a few percentage points All right. more expensive, but it's still not that bad mm -hmm. considering. And then when you factor in that uh, the traffic that Pilate Levy gets- the credibility that you're on Pilate Levy and people can see it and it's there and it's the place to be, that is worth money to me. And it's worth more than the extra percentage points of commission that Pilate Levy are a little bit mm -hmm. higher because they're mm -hmm. the premium mm -hmm. service in the market. But that's that's the number one place you go if you're looking yeah. for something to do, right? Pilate exactly. Levy. Yeah. Because even on Facebook, you just, you're not invited to every event. So you just see the events basically that yeah, you're invited to. Yeah, the algorithm so, is fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, Facebook. But that's why, like, it, okay, so to try to maybe wrap up just with the Facebook issue then. So, Instagram shaved off photos of Facebook and went, hey, we're our own thing, right? That's So, Instagram said, we're just going to do photos mm -hmm. and they're just photos. Mm -hmm. And then Twitter is essentially, we're just status updates. We don't give a fuck about nothing else. Like, yeah, they've got pictures and stuff, but we're just about status updates. And then, because my business and your business is events, I'm very carefully thinking like, what what could be the thing to chop off events? And the conclusion that my friend and I came to last night discussing this is you can, it's extremely difficult to chop off an event because an event is inherently social. By very definition, an event is more than one person. Mm -hmm. I can put up a photo on Instagram, no one fucking knows who I am, it doesn't matter. Maybe it gets a little share, but my I need people to make my event system popular. And without the social shit around events, you're just a goddamn directory lookup mm, service. Yeah, exactly. Could have said it better myself. Oh, goddamn. Because they do. Uh, Facebook has an app. 
um, I think it's called Places. Oh, and really? it's essentially just, um, it's just essentially just their events. Play, uh, no, it's called Local, sorry. It's called Local and it's basically just showing you Facebook events. Oh. And you can search by the region and, but it's so goddamn dead because it hasn't got, it's just showing you events. And yeah, I guess you can see your friend, but there's no social aspect to it. So it's just the directory because they already have a huge. I wonder. I wonder will will Facebook start selling tickets at some point? Facebook already have an integration with Eventbrite. All right, all right, all right. Uh, we, we did go. that when when uh, Sander performed in Australia hmm. in January. We sold them the, the tickets directly through Eventbrite. And as we discovered, if you've somehow got your card plugged into your credit card plugged into Facebook, mm-hmm. it was automatically happening. You could buy your ticket through Facebook and never leave the Facebook interface. Jesus. If it goes through Eventbrite. <laughs> um, right, right. So that yeah, that's the problem with Eventbrite. It's not social enough, right? It's still just events without social are just why am I looking at Eventbrite? Yeah. I think uh, one of those, uh, uh, just coming back to the, like the little ones, the ticketer and mm-hmm. the silver tickets and whatever those are. I think uh, a lot of promoters love it because you can buy with your phone credit. You know, you oh, can. Oh, uh, really? So the, the ticket shows up at your mother's Elisa. <sighs> so that's how you get the young people to come to your party. So basically, if they don't have cash, they still can buy a ticket. <sighs> I really like that scheme. That's why I love putting stuff on my phone because it yeah. goes directly to my company account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like the accountant never looks that deep into it. So you can put whatever the fuck <laughs> onto your phone bill and it just gets paid by the company. Basically, yeah. Oh, I didn't know about that. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And that would be more, I mean, maybe not a 50 euro ticket, but a 10 euro ticket to get into the club. No problem. No problem. Mm-hmm. It works. Okay. Really cover your tracks, you know. That is the one thing. As much as I love Piletilevi, and you know I, those guys, we're good partners with them, and I love those guys. Shout out to Kurt over there; he's always helping us out. Fucking rock and roll, brother. But goddamn, their back end interface sucks. They made it better a while ago, but mm. Mm. what I think, uh, the one thing that I think that these ticket companies could help, the one way that they could convince me to switch is um, if I believe in that the big data is eventually going to solve a lot of our problems, the algorithm and the big data. And so they've got all of this data, right? From every show, every ticket sale, where it happens, the time of day, all this fucking data, right? Mm-hmm. Run a goddamn algorithm over that and give me better information about my audience. I think uh, legally they can give you that, sure. right? Sure, abstract it. No, I don't need to know where fucking Joe Blow lives, right? You don't need to tell me all that shit, right? But, but, but really, abstract that data. Yeah, even even now you can get the email addresses. You actually legal, you can get them. No, probably the, the GDPR the new, means the you new, can't. I don't even want email addresses. Yeah, I want to know things like what is the better marketing strategy for, right? in a town. What um we we've an, we analyze shit like like did you know probably not it's surprising that uh Valga is our most offline. The city that buys tickets the most offline for us. Yeah, you can buy at the outlet, at the store, at the kiosk, at the Rimi or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. And you can buy online. And Valga is the city where they buy the most offline. 
which does have an implication that the most fucking rednecks out there not using computers, <laughs> right? The uh, South. Someone in the deep South, right? But there's got to be abstract information, not singling out that but they can tell me. doesn't give you that. No. No company does right now. I think there's. No, I think that's course, where the. I think it was Silver Ticket who came to us, or okay. they have that. Like they have the. I think they they have that information. More insights. I would like love... you know, like in on Spotify or somewhere. It's yeah, 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 You can see like the countries and. Yeah. The, I mean, okay. they do, but more. I want more. I want because what I'm trying to do essentially the formula becomes, the better I can target my customers, the less I have to spend on marketing. And if I can spend less, like if I can spend a thousand bucks less on marketing, I will give that thousand bucks to the ticket company. I am fine to spend the same amount of money, but if it means less effort, I don't have to put up some posters. I don't have to think about a marketing plan. Mm -hmm. If I can just give more money to the ticket company and they say this, this, and this, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm still saving money. So they could add more value and charge more for these premium services because they would reduce my marketing costs. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. This I is what I want. Someone fucking make this, please. I think Take so. my money. Talk to Silver Tickets. Okay, I can I talk to Silver so. Tickets. So there was something saying about something about that exactly. Okay, cool. So something over there. Maybe it was the, like uh, under the table deal. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's coming. You know, it's always coming, maybe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Skynet's yeah, going to take over and Skynet's. <laughs> we've handed, it was the year. It was July 23, the year 2021, when we handed over complete control of our ticket sales to the algorithm. That's when everything went wrong. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, bro. Unless there's some more no, I think- topics you're good. I think I'm good. Just uh, people listen to Gramophone on yes. Spotify. Yes, well, tell us where they can find out more about Feel Good and, and, and Gramophone. www.gramophone.com okay. is where we're at. And basically just listen to our music and come to the parties and, I don't know, come to Comedy Estonia as well. Absolutely. Have a, have a laugh at home. We've got uh, Carl's filming coming up next week in Heldeke. Uh There's still a few tickets available for that as well to see the, the first film special from Carl Arivama. And uh, yeah, follow Phil, follow him on the things. It's Estonia. You can find you on all the social medias and all the... Yeah, but there's a lot of Phil Goods all over the world. So just uh, look for Dr. Phil Good with, uh, if you know, Nupogadi, the cartoon. Uh, so he's dressed up as Hunter S. Thompson with a cigarette in his hand. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> nice, bro. This has been really good talk. Thank you for coming along. Thanks, man.